0: Service. I hope that uh, those who are watching online can feel the uh, energy, good spirit that we have in the service today, but we appreciate you coming. Thank you to Aaron and Mary and our praise band today. How about that stand-up bass? Thank you so much. Yeah, a word of applause, how the Lord's used them today. And our choir is back after 10 months on their world tour. They've come back today to come, and uh, we appreciate their homecoming time to be back with us even today, what you find in your Bibles, Luke chapter two, we got a couple of verses we're looking in. One in Exodus, other in Luke. But uh, if you've got a smartphone or a Bible nearby, I'd love for you to go to that Luke chapter two and verse 25. And while you're settling in, let me give a couple of endorsements. We have some uh, services happening over here in the next uh, seven eight days. But uh, next Sunday we'll be having one service on the 27th at 10:30. We encourage you to come. My uh, my son-in-law, Connor Donovan, will be preaching in that service, taking a uh, vacation from their church, and I'm going to put him to work, and he's going to come preach that service for us. And uh, uh, So you want to come. If you're in town, one service, but we should have plenty of room for you. And uh, he's recently graduated from seminary. He's a really good preacher, so you'll have some good preaching for once. So you want to come be a part of that. Christmas Eve service, of course. Uh, Be looking forward to that. 3.30 and 5 are those times. And we encourage you. Choir's going to be singing there, too. And uh, if you're a Parkway member and uh, you and your family can come at 3.30 and you think it doesn't make much difference for you and give you more time in the evening, we encourage you to come at 3.30, thinking 5 o'clock is going to be a little bit more crowded than that. We're still going to practice social distancing. We'll have overflow rooms available. And uh, no telling. We just we had not know what to tell in this year. So we're going to open up business, turn the lights on, and uh, come on and uh, worship uh, for that uh, service. Be looking forward to that. And then tomorrow night. 6 to 8, Aaron and Mary are going to be leading a special service. Some of their friends from the community will be joining in. And uh, so we encourage you to come be a part of that as well. Today, though, we're glad that you've come to be a part. Lord has set the table, and we know that He wants to speak to us through His Word. We're in Luke chapter 2, looking at a different part of the Christmas story, but one you will know of and be able to reflect upon as well. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. This now is the Word of God. Now there was a certain man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said... Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You've prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. So that thoughts from many hearts will be revealed may the lord bless the reading of his holy word today 5 year old billy was at a family reunion next to a lake when he walked onto the pier and because there was reunion was going on nobody noticed when he fell into the cold lake water but his mom heard the splash she yelled for the dad, and the dad ran, threw off his glasses and his flip-flops and jumped into the lake and searched and searched for several minutes underwater, but the, the dark water couldn't find his son. Comes back up, gulps for more air, comes back down for another search, and he finds him about five feet holding on to the post. He pries his fingers off of the post and pulls him up. A few anxious moments, and a couple of slaps later, little Billy is okay. And his mom asked him, he said, "'Billy, what were you doing down there?' He said, I was just waiting on Daddy. You know, it's okay. It's all right to be waiting today on your Heavenly Father. Perhaps that's how you feel this year that you've been waiting on the Heavenly Father. Maybe you're just waiting for 2021 kind of the end. And that's okay if you're waiting and at the same time you're seeking the Lord and you're asking for Him. In fact, Isaiah, uh, the psalmist tells in Psalm 27, 14, Wait for the Lord, be strong and be of good courage, wait for the Lord. Simeon, in the verses that we read, he was waiting on the Lord. It was revealed to him that he would see the Christ child before he died. In our series, C-O-V-I-D Christmas 2020, we're looking at names and descriptions of God and the gifts that he wants to give us. We talked about the C. We know that he is Christ, the anointed one. We talked about the O in C-O-V-I-D and looked at John 3.16. We know he's the only begotten son. In the V of the C-O-V-I-D, we know that he's the virgin-born Emmanuel. Today we celebrate and recognize Jesus using the I, he is the great I am. In Exodus chapter 3, we recognize the story of Moses at the burning bush. Now. Those of you who are Parkway members and you've been a part of the last few months, you know we spent several months looking at the life of Moses. It takes a long time to talk about all the things that Moses did. Still, we didn't look at all of it. But we spent a couple of weeks looking at Exodus chapter 3 and chapter 4. So we're going to look at two verses that we ran across back in April and May and be reminded of this great name that was introduced to Moses. Exodus chapter 3, 13, and 14 will also be on your screen where it says, Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Well, the great name of God in Exodus chapter 3, we pronounce sometimes kind of tried to transliterate the Hebrew Yahweh. We actually don't know how it's pronounced because in the original language there were no vowels, but we translate it as I am, and it's attributed to Jesus. On one occasion, Jesus said, before Abraham was, Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Now, before we think that maybe we misunderstood, was Jesus really talking about that name of God back in Exodus chapter 3? Well, the very verse, next verse says the Jews understood because they picked up rocks in order to stone him, but Jesus escaped from the stoning. Seven times in the book of John, we find that Jesus used the word in the gospel of John. He uses the I am to describe himself when he said that I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I am the true vine. Now, there are some parallels to the story of Moses and the Israelites coming out of bondage and the birth of Jesus who came also to deliver us from sin. Often comparisons are made about Jesus and Moses sometimes in the Old Testament and New Testament, but I want you to be able to see something particular today, and that is this, that the same I am that spoke to Moses, the same one who spoke to Moses out of the burning bush is the same one who was born... Yet in the manger at Bethlehem, we know him as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the revelation in the incarnation I am. And for the same reason that God spoke to Moses in the burning bushes, the same reason that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, it was to save his people. It was to save all people who put their faith in him. Let's make a connection to this name for God in the story that we've read in Luke 2. This part of the Christmas story happens 40 days after Jesus is born. Jesus makes his first road trip when he goes to Jerusalem five miles from Bethlehem in order to be dedicated there at the temple. In fact, Luke chapter 2, verse 22, if you still got your Bibles open, we read verse 25 and following. Verse 22 says this, And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem, to present him to the Lord. Jesus fulfilled every Old Testament law, also sometimes referred to as the law of Moses. He followed the law of Moses perfectly. And there Simeon he is, he recognized Jesus in the temple. He saw Jesus for who he is. He wrote a song about Jesus, Simeon did. We read it here just a moment ago, verses 29 through 32. Also, The story of Simeon in Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to call it Simeon's Christmas story, is included in Scripture to reveal more uh, for us and more to him and more to the world about Jesus than had been revealed in the past. It happened with the story of Moses when he was at the burning bush. It was being revealed to Moses for the first time and more to Moses and more to the world than ever before. It happens again when Jesus is born in Bethlehem, even in the temple with Simeon, And today the Lord wants to reveal even more than Simeon saw on that day in the temple. Even more today the Lord wants to reveal to you more than you've known before. As a matter of fact we talked about and I've called it the Christmas story according to Moses because we're using his name of I Am. This is Simeon's Christmas story. Well if you're a follower in the Lord Jesus Christ and everyone who becomes a follower of the Lord Jesus has a Christmas story. I want to help you with using God's Word, help you to write your Christmas story. For instance, followers of Jesus recognize Jesus as I am. Recognize the Son as I am. The Son of God has been born. The Messiah prophesied long ago. The Jewish parents, Joseph and Mary, stepfather Joseph, mother Mary, they did a very common thing. They took their baby to the temple in Jerusalem 40 days after Jesus' birth to be dedicated. And though the temple is a very busy place, we find that two people recognize Jesus for who he is. Two people had spiritual insight to see God in their presence. You know, one of the great messages of Scripture is that there are some who know God's Word and knew God's Word at that time, prophecies of the Old Testament. And they were waiting and they were looking appropriately for the Redeemer. Not everybody missed Him. I find that some hope and encouragement even for today. And, and all the we might complain about all the commercialism of Christmas or how things in our own country even seem to become even more pagan today and even more worldly, but we find an example here and we know that it's true that not everybody misses Jesus. And all who look for the Savior will find Him. Two of those people that found him here in the New Testament in this chapter in Luke chapter 2 are Simeon and Anna that we'll talk briefly about. This morning we look at Simeon's response. Now we could conclude that he experienced his first and his last Christmas. Now we're not really told that he was old. We just assume that he was because he makes the statement that uh, he had been revealed to him that he would see the Christ child before he died and that he died soon. We don't know that for sure. And uh, But the Lord told her that he would not die before he physically saw the Christ. Now, Anna, the next one, we think that she was pretty old. We read through verse 35. Look at verse 36. Still have your Bibles open. I think it's also on the screen. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phineuel, tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then as a widow until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And then verse 38 says, And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, some of the scriptures, some of the translations that you have may say that she was married for seven years and then widowed for another 84 years. You do the math. She was getting pretty old. Now, what does she do? And there's a lesson unto itself when she... Found the baby Jesus in the temple. She worshiped and she told everybody that she came in contact with that baby Jesus had been born. Well, I also want to make this point. Here were two folks we think probably were a little bit older. Maybe their physical eyesight were not, was not as good as it had been in the past, it, like it happens to all of us. We understand. But spiritually, they saw 2020 had 2020 spiritual vision. I make a point of this because even before COVID happened this year, we began to talk about in 2020, we want to have clear 2020 vision of God's plan for our life, God's plan for this church. And our verse theme verse for this year has been Galatians 2.20. And we want to be able to see that spiritual insight That we find in the example of Simeon and Anna, we want to be able to know what God's vision is for each one of us. May that be the case. May we continue to see 2020. And the reason we're doing this series, C-O-V-I-D Christmas, is not just to be cute or sarcastic, but it is so that we might be able to see if all these things are happening, not just with COVID, but other things happening in the world today and even in our own life, let's be sure that we are clear on what God wants to teach us about Himself and what it is that He wants us to do. Verse 25, we read earlier, it says they were looking for the consolation of Israel. What is the consolation of Israel? Well, it's another name for Jesus. It's the fulfillment of the hopes of Christ. It's the messianic hope. And they are able to see it clearly in this one-month-old baby. Hard to imagine the Lord humbling Himself to come to live on this earth, to be cared for, carried around as a baby, and even live as we do as human beings. And I've wondered sometimes which was harder for the Lord. Was it harder for Him to leave the throne room of heaven in order to be born as a human baby or harder to go and die on the cross for our sins? Both, I believe, declare His majesty. Even the state of having to be cared for and carried around, Simeon declared His greatness had much to say about this baby, and he lifted up the voice in a song of praise. Verse 29 says, He said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace. You're letting your servant depart in peace. Put an asterisk by this, at least in your mind, about kind of the main central point of what we want to talk about today here with Simeon after he saw the Christ child was able to depart in peace. How important it is, he was gonna be able to see the Christ child and then be able to depart in peace. There's nobody that can depart in peace from this world unless they've seen Jesus, unless they've had experience with him. But we want to also talk about how we not, not only depart in peace, but how we might also be able to live in peace. He was promised to see the Christ, but God allowed so much more. He's gonna see the Christ child. That was his promise. What did verse 28 say? What else happened? He lifted him up. He held the great I am, the baby Jesus, in his arms. You're promised. If you become a believer in the Lord Jesus, you're promised that you will not spend eternity in hell. Listen, separation from God, we probably don't realize it yet, but separation from God is far worse than any kind of burning torments of hell that there may be. So we're promised that that's not what we're going to experience. Ah, but we're able to experience even so much more. Now, maybe we're not able to hold the Christ child in our arms or hold Christ physically yet. Ah, but we can know, and maybe even more important, He's holding on to us. So your Christmas story is that you've recognized Jesus as God who's come to take away your sins. You've placed your faith in Him. If that's not your story, if you don't have a Christmas story today, and I then today means to be the day that you begin your journey, that you ask Christ to become your Savior and Lord, asking to forgive you of your sins. Also, as a follower of Jesus, you know the Father as I am. You know the Father as I am. While while holding the Son, he lifted up praise to the Father. Do you ever have a problem comprehending or explaining the Trinity? Consider Simeon. Here he was. He's holding God in his hands God incarnate and he's lifting praise to God in heaven all at the same time have you ever have you had a problem understanding or being able to explain all the things about the Trinity well if you have welcome to the club we got t-shirts it's okay that you might not understand but I, it is my hopes today that because of this scripture passage and how all how this is spoken of the Trinity today that you'll have even better understanding of who who of the trinity and who the lord is but you also may have a problem today because because it's more than we can grasp or even be able to comprehend and because i'm a weak human vessel you i'm going to try to explain a little bit more of the trinity but you may be more confused than when you came in but listen here's what i'm telling you don't fret it only believe it and understand that it's true and seek to know him even better. Look at the way Simeon praised the God, God the Father. He declared he declared God is at word as good as his word. He's kept his word. There's a verse in Isaiah chapter eight and verse fifty six that says, God does all that he promised. In fact it says, There has not failed one word of all his good promise. God revealed the promise to Simeon, that he would see the Christ child. God kept his word. We can praise and we can believe that God keeps His word. Verse 28 says, Simeon blessed God. Well, how do you bless God? Well, you thank Him for, as Simeon did for uh, certainly fulfilling the promise. You give praise to God. You speak about God. Verses 29 through 32, that song is a blessing about God. Speaks of His attributes. We bless God when we declare His praises. He's blessed when we Please him with our words and with our actions. He made a he also made a public confession of faith to others. Boy, I can I can think of lots of reasons not to make a public confession of faith. So can you. Because you've sat there maybe during a time of of response time or invitation time at church. You've held on to the back of a chair or a pew, and maybe you thought you needed to go public, but you decided and made many reasons not to. You've also probably maybe there's been a testimony time and you had a testimony to share but you thought of a lot of good reasons probably not to share that testimony you thought of going public at work or at school or in your community or maybe even at home but you thought of lots of reasons not to make that public confession of faith but the bottom line is when you see God working in your life you're to give him recognition and just think about that just being able to say this is what God is doing and this is what God has done for me Simeon saw the son, held him in his arms. He recognized the Father at work and gave testimony and praise. Boy, if you you want to have something real, I mean something different from the masses, even as we celebrate Christmas, recognize God's hand on you. And maybe even when you don't or don't, He doesn't feel very close. Believe it by faith and know it's true. And when you see the great God, the great I am, at work, act on it. Join in. Give testimony and give him praise also we understand that if you're a follower of Jesus you experience the Holy Spirit as I am you experience the Holy Spirit as I am who revealed to Simeon the news about Jesus just in case you missed it let's read again verse 25 verse 25 says there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon this man was righteous and devout Waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Verse twenty six: Read, it has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. And then again, verse twenty seven, and he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child to do for him according to the custom of the law, did you miss it the first time? I think I missed it till I went back and saw it. Holy Spirit revealed. Holy Spirit was with him. Holy Spirit walked with him. It's the Holy Spirit. This is also significant because prior to the New Testament, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit only was with certain people and appeared at certain times. It wasn't until Acts chapter 2 until the Holy Spirit was upon all believers. So we know today that all believers experience the Holy Spirit and have Him in our life. And today, all who by faith proclaim Christ as Lord and Savior, all who are genuine believers have the Holy Spirit upon them. Like Simeon, you have the Holy Spirit, who is the I Am living in you. I, I think I was on one of our short-term mission trips and we're talking to those who are on the field and some believers in a particular country, and as they refer to the Holy Spirit, they always instead called Him the Spirit of Jesus. And I got to tell you, because that wasn't the way I referred to the Holy Spirit, I had a hard... I didn't know what to do with it. I had a hard time with that at first. Until I reading more of the New Testament, began to see it over and over again. In fact, verses like Romans chapter 8 and verse 9, it says, However, you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ that's the Holy Spirit, he does not belong to him. All who know Christ have the Holy Spirit abiding in you. Moses heard the voice that came out of the burning bush proclaiming his holy name, I am. For where we get the name Yahweh, you have the opportunity to experience firsthand the great I am abiding and living in you. Then the Holy Spirit led Simeon to see the Christ, see the God working in Mary and Joseph. They had responsibility to bring up the child in the home. What an amazing task. And verse 34 says that Simeon blessed them. He would already blessed God. Now Simeon blesses them We have in this story further evidence that Mary and Joseph were of a very poor existence. Because if you came within a certain miles to Jerusalem for the dedication, you were to bring a lamb. But instead, if you didn't have a lamb, if you were too poor, you could bring a dove or a pigeon. Notice, again, verse 24 reads, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now keep in mind, this was before the gifts of the Magi had been presented to them. Maybe they were a little more means after that, but God chooses to use the ordinary so that all may have access to Him. If Jesus had been born of a king and a queen and maybe been born in a mansion, probably our access to Him would have been limited. But He wasn't. He was raised by regular God-fearing people. Spiritual insight comes by recognizing you and I are useful vessels and tools for God's work. Our goals are not to be Popular to have power, to be prestigious, or to have plenty. But God chooses to use the regular kind of man and woman and teenager and boy and girl who have the Holy Spirit living in them. People like you and me. So consider, open your eyes and see how the Holy Spirit is working to guide and to use you in these days, in this year, to represent I am. He's made you like you are. So through the Holy Spirit, you might represent the I am in a unique way like no one else. Jesus was barely a month old, and Simeon already knew how people would respond to Jesus. Now you know Jesus is called the rock, another name for Jesus. He's the rock because he's the building block of many, and we should he's the rock of our salvation, but also because he's the stumbling stone in which many will stumble over. Simeon, who had prophecy revealed to him, now he becomes the prophet. And he says many, and you've got some notes there. We'll do this rather quickly, but he says many will fall because of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 8, verses 14 and 15 says, He'll be a sanctuary, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel and a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble, they shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. Any to, even today, many stumble over the Christ child the cross. Many refuse to understand, refuse to accept Jesus as the rock of their salvation. But many, after sometimes first stumbling over the rock, many come to Jesus, repent, and put their faith in Him. That's why Simeon can say not only many will fall, but many will rise. While most Jews rejected Jesus as their Messiah, Simeon, with deep spiritual insight, recognized Jesus. Anna also was one of those did Joseph of Arimathea? Maybe even Nicodemus. Evidence that, that some would believe, but here's a, here's where real spiritual insight comes in. He saw not only that he and some other Jewish people would come to know Jesus, but in chapter, in verse 32 that we read a moment ago, he says Jesus will be a light of revelation to the Gentiles. He had a vision. Simeon, don't miss this. He had a vision that Jesus would be a light. To the world, most of us. He had a vision that you, that you and I would gather together one day around different parts of the world and we would celebrate the birth of the Christ child, and we would be believers along with him in the Lord Jesus. In this year of 2020, we're asking for 2020 vision. We're asking to catch the vision, catch the vision. Of reaching many of the more than 30,000 estimated lost people in the city limits of Auburn, not counting the students who come into town to make their two to four to six year pilgrimage sometimes. Have a vision of the nearly estimated 80,000 lost people in Lee County. Have a vision. Of reaching lost people in the country, in the nation of the United States that now has the, one of the top three or four numbers of lost people on any nation on earth. Have a vision that we'll reach some of those people. Have a vision. We'll partner with others around the world in helping more and more come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. See, Simeon saw many coming to know Christ. He said, Many will rise, many will fall, and many will be in opposition. Simeon turned prophet says, Jesus will be spoken against. Jesus' name was slandered. His character was questioned. His miracles were said to be of Satan. They mocked his death, lied about his resurrection. And today people scoff at his coming again. Manger scenes are taken out of public places. The name Christmas cannot be used in many places in the country in which we live today. Would you say that Simeon's prophecy of many being in opposition of Jesus has come true? At the most intriguing part of that miracle of the coming of Christ is that it will reveal, Simeon says, the true, th- the true thoughts of everyone's heart. The kind of person you really are is revealed by what you do with Jesus during Christmas time other times of year when times are tough and when times are good what you do with jesus will reveal the kind of person that you are how you show christ-like love toward others not just at christmas but a character that keeps praising and honoring god and showing love for others can i make a confession to you this year 2020 maybe more so than ever before i have discovered not anybody in this room you understand but i have just i have discovered more about some people in 2020 than I really wanted to know. Can also make it, I've discovered more about myself, I think, than I really wanted to know. Oh, but how thankful I am that I have a God that still loves me and the God that still puts us into use. Don't ever forget to recognize what the birth of Jesus means to the world and look for how he's working in your life today. Simeon came to the temple looking for Jesus and he found me. All those who look for Jesus, all those who seek Him will find Him. It's a C-O-V-I-D Christmas 2020. The name that we're using today is the name I Am, taken particularly from Exodus chapter 3 but used throughout Scripture and we're still using it today. And there's a gift that the Lord wants to give you, something that you don't want to miss, not just in what's happening here today, but what He's been teaching you through all the things that been happening this year, and it's this. It's inner peace. Regardless of outward circumstances Inner peace regardless of outward circumstances Because Simeon saw Jesus just as God said He declared now you're letting your servant depart in peace Because you recognize Jesus the one true God the great I am And because you know the love of the heavenly father You're able to experience the Holy Spirit living in you You can not only depart in peace But you can live in peace Remember what the angel told the shepherds this very chapter, Luke two and verse fourteen. He said, "Glory!" They said, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom He is pleased." I am. He's pleased with you if you've put your faith in Him. I am. Wants to give you inner peace. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to worship you on this Lord's Day before Christmas. We pray, Father, that your name has been exalted in everything that we do. We pray, Father, that because we've come together in your name that you have been pleased. Father, we do pray and look to you, Father, to provide all that we need to be able to see what we can learn from this year so that we can be more like Christ and so that we can follow you. We pray, Father, if there's one here today that does not know you or one listening, that has not placed their faith in you, does not know the gift of heaven that is coming their way, does not know for sure that the Spirit of Jesus is living in them. Father, may today be the day that they can call upon you and they can settle that today. They can repent of sin. May they do that even now, asking Christ to be Savior and Lord. And Father, we pray, believers who are here today, believers who are listening, We thank you for the inner peace that you want to provide. And we know we experience that as we seek after you. May that be the case in our lives. May you give us the vision, the plan that you have for each one of us and the plan that you have for your church. We lift up these prayers in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.